This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, July 16th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Senate adjourns. CDFA's Ross meets with UK trade representative and Moffitt clears USDA confirmation hearing. Senate adjourns. Passes trailer bills. The California Senate adjourned yesterday after tackling the trailer bills that Senator Nancy Skinner of Berkeley described as necessary to ensure the budget Governor Gavin Newsom signed on Monday and all its provisions will have the necessary authorizations, quote, to be fully effective. Senator Bob Wykoski of Fremont spoke in favor of SB 148, which provides funds to help with drought and wildfires. The trailer bill passed, but Wykoski noted it's not everything that everybody anticipated and several measures failed to make it across the finish line. He said he continued to work on additional climate, fire prevention, and cap-and-trade packages. He also pointed out that while some state funding approved earlier in the year had been distributed, there is room to improve the speed of implementation. The same legislation included fee increases for certain petroleum products, causing Senator Melissa Hurtado of Sanger to oppose it. She said many of her constituents are struggling with pandemic-related economic woes, and SB 148 would likely, quote, add to their burden. Secretary Ross meets with UK Trade Envoy. CDFA Secretary Karen Ross met with the United Kingdom Secretary of State for International Trade this week. The Right Honorable Liz Truss visited Sacramento and the two discussed climate and agriculture in addition to trade, though CDFA offered few details. California relies on the U.K. market for more than $455 million, making it the 11th largest destination for exports, including wine, nuts, and dried fruit. That according to a CDFA release. Remember... The U.S. and U.K. have been discussing a bilateral free trade deal following Brexit, though the Biden administration has not made it a high priority. Last month, the two countries reached an agreement on aircraft subsidies. But wait, there is more on the topic. Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa, who is a senior member on the Senate Finance Committee, which oversees trade policy, also met with trust this week. He used the meeting to push for the inclusion of agriculture in a future trade deal. Grassley told AgriPulse, I got the opinion that they very much like what the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement is, and if we could have something similar to that for the U.K., it could be easily negotiated. U.S. lawmakers and ag groups want the British to allow imports of U.S. poultry and discard European Union bans on U.S. beef and pork production from animals treated with either growth hormones or ractopamine. Moffitt sails through confirmation hearing. President Biden's nominee to oversee USDA's Agriculture Marketing Service and the Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service pledged to work with Senate Agriculture Committee members on a host of issues yesterday, that including transparency in livestock markets and regulation of animal products made using genetic engineering. But Jenny Lester Moffitt, currently Undersecretary of the California Department of Food and Agriculture, steered clear of committing to any specific positions, including on how USDA will approach new regulations under the Packers and Stockyards Act. Finance Chair promises to protect farms. 
the $3.5 trillion reconciliation package that Senate Democrats are putting together could have significant implications for agriculture when it comes to taxes and climate policy. One aspect to watch, a proposed border adjustment tax on carbon. A tariff applied to imports based on their carbon footprint could increase the cost of fertilizer and also raise prices for steel, aluminum, and other equipment, says Veronica Nye, an economist with the American Farm Bureau Federation. There are trade implications as well. Democrats aren't proposing a similar tax on domestic carbon, so foreign competitors could potentially challenge a U.S. border tax as an unfair trade barrier, according to Nye. Now take note. Democrats also intend to make wealthy Americans pay substantially more in capital gains taxes. The question is how. President Biden proposed to end the use of stepped-up basis and tax capital gains at death, which has alarmed farm groups. Senate Finance Committee Chairman Ron Wyden, the Oregon Democrat, would not say yesterday what he's going to propose, but he referred reporters to a Wall Street Journal article that discussed how wealthy people avoid paying capital gains taxes by leaving assets to their heirs. Biden said, quote, the super wealthy are using a host of different policies to dodge paying taxes. We're going to be looking at all of them. He promised that, quote, small farms would not face tax hikes, but he didn't elaborate. But keep in mind, Wyden unveiled a proposal two years ago to tax the appreciation of stocks and bonds on an annual basis and real estate and business assets at transfer of sale. The proposal included a $5 million exemption for family farms. Stabenow eyes Bonnie and Farm Bill hearings. Senate Agriculture Chairwoman Debbie Stabenow hopes to have a confirmation hearing before the August recess for Robert Bonney, President Biden's nominee as USDA's Undersecretary for Farm Production and Conservation Programs. Bonney's position is key to carrying out Biden's climate policy at USDA. Bonney has been a leading proponent of using the Commodity Credit Corporation to fund a carbon bank. Stabenow, the Michigan Democrat, says Bonnie's confirmation process has been slow only because of the extensive documentation he had to gather for the committee due to his history of writing and research. A take note, Stabenow expects to begin Farm Bill oversight hearings later this year. Here's today's She Said It. As people in our state are still recovering physically and emotionally from the COVID-19 pandemic, as we are entering what is likely to be a devastating drought that will impact our constituents' access to water and increase the price of their food, I cannot, in good conscience, vote for a measure that has the potential to add to their burden. That Senator Melissa Furtado standing in opposition to SB 148. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, July 16th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Nally.